stop looking for the next book that you should read. Are you like me and that you're constantly out there searching like, okay, what's out there that I haven't heard about that I ought to be reading? That's the wrong approach. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. Okay, I'm not saying you should never search for a new book, right? There are there are good ones that are coming out that that are interesting and that maybe if you're especially if you're into like nonfiction, if you're you're reading novels and for entertainment, I'm talking about for like self-help or leadership or management or, you know, ideas to fill your head on like, what should I be doing as a leader? And so there's value in looking for the next thing or what's out there, what's popular and and who's written what. I'm not telling you to, that you should never do that. What I am telling you is that there's value in repetition. Let me get in and explain what changed for me here in a moment. Welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I am Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's biggest companies and helping to develop people leaders. We do that at leadin30.com. 30 days. It's like a 30-day fitness challenge, but for leadership development, we call it the future of leadership development at leadin30.com. You can find out more about our consulting firm at lonerockconsulting.com. In this podcast, my job is to help you with three things, to help you grow, to help you lead, and to help you create. So that's what we talk about, grow, lead, and create. So in the spirit of that, I was thinking about, you know, um, I like to, if you listen to this podcast for a while, you know that I like to listen to podcasts and I like to listen to audiobooks when I'm out doing yard work. And so here in Arizona, it's 197 degrees, maybe a little warmer, maybe a little cooler. I'll let you, I'll let you figure that out, but it feels like that in the summertime. And so you're out working in the yard and to, and to keep yourself from dying, um, you, uh, you not only hydrate, but you distract your mind with things that you're listening to, right? Now it just helps to, it, it, for me, it helps me develop at the same time or think about things and come up with ideas. It keeps my, it, it hopefully keeps my mind sharp while I'm, uh, while I'm doing some trivial tasks. Okay. So what I found myself doing in the last, I don't know how many months is listening to books that I've already listened to again. So I'm going to go through with you here in a minute what some of those are. And I'll tell you why that's why why this is on my mind. And it's because there is no way, no way to get all the value out of a specific really good book in one read through it. And most of us don't even read the whole thing anyway, because half of it's junk. I know that because I've written three books and we're working on the fourth right now. And, uh, and which is super exciting. I'll talk more about that in the weeks and months ahead as we get closer to it. We're, we're using a different approach and we'll see, we'll see how that works out. It's designed to get this to, to your bookshelf, to your coffee table, to your uh, headphones sooner 
than uh, than we otherwise would be able to do it with how busy we are. So more on that fourth book coming up soon. But as the writer, the author of three books, one of the reasons we didn't want to go through a traditional publisher is is we didn't want to surrender control and because um, and I've told this I've, I've explained this before, so I'll be brief on it, but they require so much filler. So they want like their most important thing is, well, that book needs to be 400 pages or 350. And the author is thinking, well, I got 250 solid pages. And they go, no, 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 we need another 100. This happens to some friends of mine and where they were writing with the publisher and the publisher was like, okay, we need three more chapters. They're like, no, that's it. Like, that's what we wanted wanted to say. Well, it's not thick enough because they've got this algorithm, this formula, whatever. It's got to be this thick. And so they just started coming up with filler and expanding the chapters. And that's why you've experienced that so many times reading a book, right? Like, okay, the first two chapters, the introduction, game changer, like amazing. And then, yeah, I kind of didn't listen to the rest of the book beyond that, or I kind of lost interest. So you get, you get two or three, maybe four or five, depending on the book, major takeaways. Think about some books, self-help, leadership development, whatever, something besides like, besides a novel or, you know, whatever you're, you're a book where you're reading kind of for entertainment or to kind of, uh, it's almost like watching a TV show. It's just to distract you and entertain you. I'm not talking about those books. I'm talking about ones educational. You bought it or you're listening to it because it's going to make you more effective. Okay. So you, you get two or three or maybe up to five core concept takeaways, ideas from that. And then you move on and you can think, I want you to think through, some of the books that have been game changers for you. I'll give you a few for me. And some of these, none of you have ever read or very few of you, and they wouldn't really be appropriate for you or they wouldn't be like, you wouldn't get a ton of value out of them because you're in a different industry. You do something different than I do. So it doesn't really, some of these books don't apply to you, but I'll start with a real general. And it's been on, you know, up on the top of the New York times bestseller list for how many years now? which don't get me started about the New York Times bestseller list. Half of that's bogus anyway, but that's that's another episode uh, for another podcast. Um, but one of the books that I've found a ton of value out of in the last several years, and I'm sure most of you have read it too, is Atomic Habits by James Clear, right? So Atomic Habits, amazing book. I've talked about it. I've done specific episodes, entire episodes about Atomic Habits in the last few years, when especially when it first came out. So there are major takeaways about that, like your identity, right? How you identify yourself. And I've done episodes where I talk about, look, I identify myself as somebody who's active, who works out and, and is, and is exercising a lot. And because I identify myself as that, that causes me to have a habit. And the habit is I work out every day or five or six days a week, right? I'm going to exercise for a little bit of time every day because I identify myself as that. So that was one of the major takeaways from that book for me, identity before habits. And then the habits are just small little things. It's not that, uh, you know, I'm the pro athlete or whatever. It's just, I go to the gym five, six days a week, right? That's it. So that doesn't mean I'm there for an hour. Sometimes I am other times it's 30 minutes or whatever it is. So the habit is I just get myself to the exercise. So that was a big aha for me, but there are other great takeaways from that book that I didn't get in the first read of it, right? Or that I were major ahas, but my brain's been so filled with other stuff that I'm not thinking about. I've forgotten that, oh, there was a second or third or fourth great idea that I haven't really done much with because I spent my mental energy on the first couple of big ahas. You with me? 
Another one for me is Expert Secrets by uh, Russell Brunson. Again, this is not a widely dis- uh, distributed book. It's not for everybody. It's specific kind of for my industry where people are paying you and you've got a business built around wisdom and experience and expertise and, and coaching and consulting people and in a leadership capacity. So uh, Russell Brunson in that book just gives some amazing um, experiences and insights and models that have been very helpful actually in us building our consulting business and in me positioning myself as a quote unquote, which I'm, I hate the word, but expert or um, let's call it resource. You're, you're a resource in this area. Okay. So he gives some models. And so what I started doing back to me working in the yard, I started, I've listened to expert secrets now probably seven times, maybe 10. I've lost track. And I was listening to it again. I, when I was out doing yard work a couple weeks ago, I was like, okay, let's go back and listen to a chapter or two just to remind me. And it's, I, not, all of it I listened to before. I knew it all. I'd heard the stories. I'd heard whatever. But it was good for me to think about, am I doing that? Am I practicing that? Am I leaning into it? Oh, that's a really good reminder. So the punchline for this episode is, what are the books that you've read? What's the content you've consumed that was game-changing for you? like really had an impact on you and go listen to it again, go read it again. In fact, I could make the argument that if it had that much of an impact, if it's that influential, that important, then you probably ought to be listening to it or reading it at least once a year. You could make the argument once a quarter, right? Or depending on the book, once a month or whatever it might be. So let me go to, um, in, in, in our religion, uh, it, there's in our religion, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have, you know, you've got the Bible, which all Christian faiths have. And then we have some additional books too. other, other religions have different, um, things that they look at as this is, this is uh, divine, right? This is an inspired, um, piece of writing. And so for us, it's the book of Mormon. So the Book of Mormon, if you know anything about Mormons or the LDS community or the Church of Jesus Christ or Latter-day Saints, you know, we believe in this thing called the Book of Mormon that we believe is a companion to the Bible, right? This isn't spiritual. I'll get you the, the point here in just a second. But we believe and we preach all the time. We, we teach all the time in our religion that you ought to be reading from the Book of Mormon daily. Okay, wait, what? Or maybe in your religion, it's the Bible or maybe it's the Torah or maybe it's whatever it is. And if you're part of a religion and if you're not part of a, a, a religion, whatever it is in your kind of in, in how you believe spiritually. Right. So just think about that concept for a minute. I was thinking about it. I'm like, wow, we actually believe in reading from the same book. Every day of our lives, like when you're 20 and when you're 80. Well, didn't you get the point once? Like when you read it once? Yeah, but and and I don't know how many people actually do that, right? It's certainly not the the vast majority of Christians aren't reading from the Bible every day, but is there value in them doing that? Maybe a verse or two, maybe you do. Maybe you're a Christian and you you try to read from the Bible once a week or once a, once once a day. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you that's an interesting thing that we teach that. You get a real orthodox Jew and I'm sure they're reading from the Torah pretty frequently. I don't know what that is, but so for us in our religion, we actually try to do that. We try to read. We as a family, this just happens to be our habit. We read from the scriptures, what we consider to be the scriptures, almost every day. We don't do it seven days a week. We do it probably really good five days a week. And you all, before you go, wow, seriously, 
it might be a sentence, <laughs> right? Depending on how busy the kids are and what our day was like and our, you know, our level of exhaustion at the end of the day, because we do it at the end of the day. And so we have like family scripture reading. So we get together and we, we, we say a family prayer. We all get down on our knees at the end of the day before we st- kids start going to bed or whatever else. And we just do that. We're not, we're not a thousand, we're not batting a thousand. It's not every day of the week, but it's usually at least four, most of the time, five days a week. Summers are crazier because there's less routine, right? But we're doing that. And, and just think about that. We're reading from the same books. So like the Book of Mormon, the Bible, whatever, every day of our lives or most days of our lives. Why? Because we believe, in a spiritual sense, the concepts in there, the teachings are so powerful, we believe, right, or you do in your religion or whatever, that we ought to be visit, revisiting that all the time. Why? Because the context changes. The application changes. Our, how we're reading it, how we're viewing it, what we're getting out of that changes. And so it got me thinking about, this on, on leadership and business and growth and whatever it is, why are we constantly searching for the next big thing? Like in, in there's not, there's not new scriptures, right? The Christian world hasn't gone. Oh yeah. We got a new book coming out every three years. No, it was like, that was it. The Bible came out like forever ago. And now we just read it. And it's so powerful that we just, that's it. So why are we searching in leadership or in management or in growing ourselves, like a lot of good stuff's been written. And so I'm not going to advocate to you what book you ought to be revisiting. That's up to you. And a lot of it will apply to your industry or where you're at in life or what you're trying to accomplish, where you're trying to grow and what you're trying to do. But I would just, I would, this is a plug for going back to maybe. And, and in fact, what I started making a list typing up an Apple notes right on my phone. As I was thinking about doing this podcast, I'm like, I do, I need like five core books, five core books. Maybe it's three core books that, that I make is like, that is the gospel for leadership. That those, that's the canon. That's the scriptures for my personal development, my leadership development. So if you ask me, it's and it's interesting when I interviewed Jimmy Collins, when I, when I talked to Jimmy Collins, the longtime CEO of Chick-fil-A, and I got to get back to Jimmy because I've got to publish you all my conversation with him. It was amazing. It was insane. But Jimmy didn't want me to. He let me record it, but he didn't give me permission to publish it. And I've got I got to go back to Jimmy. This is a good reminder. But when I was talking to Jimmy, he's like, these are these are my four or five books. Like he had the list. And so he gave it to me in this conversation we had over the phone. And Jimmy's in his 80s. And I was talking to him, you know, about his experience, really helping, helping, um, Oh gosh, uh, the the uh, I'm forgetting the name of the founders of Chick Fil A. I'm going to Google it real quick. Um, I've got one of the names, but I can't. Chick Fil A founders, Kathy Truett Kathy. I knew it was Kathy, but I couldn't remember if it was Truett. Okay, Truett Kathy. So Truett Kathy is the founder of Chick Fil A. Jimmy Collins was his CEO forever, right? So. He was kind of running the organization and true. Kathy was a founder and, and the Kathy family still owns it to this day. So I'm, I'm talking to, I'm talking to Jimmy Collins about, um, about his experience building, um, Chick-fil-A and, and he's telling me, well, these are, these are my five or six books. These are the ones. And so I order all of them right in this phone call. I'm like, okay, order that one, that one, that one, that one, somewhere out of print, whatever. And I've read each of them. So I was thinking, well, what are my three 
books. Like if you were to ask me, Russ, what are the core three? And I need to come up with that. I don't have it. And, and that's interesting for a lot of different reasons. Like, or maybe I haven't read that many that are that good that I would, I would, I would kind of define is canonized or scripture for me in self-help or personal development or leadership or management. So I, I need to come up with that list. And then I just need to listen to those over and over and over again, like every quarter, every year. Don't you think? I mean, like those, if they're that powerful, I'd be revisiting them to make sure that I'm practicing the habits out of them. That's why we read from the scriptures in a spiritual sense all the time, because you're going, oh, I've gotten out of the habit of doing that, or oh, I need to show up that way more, or crap, whatever. It's reminders. And so I would suggest the same for you. What books make your, maybe you want to make your list. These are the three. These are my, these are my scriptures for my leadership or personal development, or my career, or how I would at parent, or whatever it is. These are the three, or these are the five. It's kind of fun to make that list. And then if it's not built out, you got like one? Well, let's go find the other three. Like start reading books that you're, you would put into the canon, or the, you know, the, the, the core books. That'd be, that's really fun to build that list. Like I'm excited to go do that. Then I'll share it with you all as I build it out here in the next uh, several months. But, um, and then it's just revisit it and make sure we're applying it. That and then, you know, you can read a new one every once in a while and you can check out whatever, see what's out there. And maybe it will become one of the three or one of the five. Right. You don't want a list of 15 because you can't go back and listen to that many. But it's probably going to be three or it's going to be five. And then just go back and make sure that you're you're following it. You're doing those things. So that's what's on my mind in this episode that I wanted to talk about, because I have found so much value as I've as I've re-listened to expert secrets and go, gone, yeah, I, oh, crud, I haven't been doing that. Or our, our company needs to, be, needs to be demonstrating that more, leaning into that more. We're not doing enough of that. In fact, I just shared, like in an internal company meeting, not even half an hour ago, one of the things that I read. It's so interesting I'm talking about this because one of the things that I read in expert secrets, I was sharing again in this meeting. Well, why is it on my mind? Because I've listened to that book in just the last several weeks yet again. And I'm thinking about, well, we need to lean more into that particular concept. Okay, so what's, what are the five books or three books on your list? Build that out. And then I want you going back and listening to it. We're going back and reading it. Go revisit. Go pull off the bookshelf. Go dig out from your list on Amazon or Kindle or in um, – uh, what's the uh, what's the audible um, on the app? Go revisit it. Pull it out. A classic one of your top three or top five. Re-listen to it and see how much value you get out of it. You're going to get tons, you all. It's 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 I think you're going to find value in that. So um, that's what's on my mind. That's what I wanted to share. I hope that you got value out of it. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're happy. I hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.